0: It's Friday, September tenth. You're listening to the Tech Breakfast Podcast, the show that brings you delicious tech news and all the hot takes you can handle with Tyler Gates, Russ Cantwell, and Aaron Bewley. It's episode two hundred six. How are we doing, Tyler?
1: So good, so awesome. Good. I'm Sweet. sleepier this morning than I have been lately, though. I feel like I've been getting really good sleep, and last night I had like an hour where I couldn't get out of my head. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of tired too. I'll get too. over it. I've been getting. I'm
0: hit hitting my coffee. Nice. There you go. I've been getting pretty good sleep. And then uh the NFL season started last night. Cowboys played the Bucks, which are the Super Bowl champs from last year. And uh we lost by two. Stayed up late. Trying to watch Ooh. that one. Watched <sighs> it on delay so I could hang out with my kids. And I, it just it felt like it felt like everything that last year was where I kept staying up late to watch games that we were in close, only for us to lose by like one or two or three. Ah or four. Brutal.
1: Yeah. maybe pick a winning team to support. <sighs>
0: But the Cowboys are a winning... No. In my heart, they're a winning team. (laughs) They're America's team.
1: (laughs) America's team. That's right. I've heard that before.
0: They were actually... I don't know how often um, this has been true, uh, but there was an article the other day about the Cowboys being the most valuable... I guess... I don't know. I don't... Franchise or something. I can't say it was the... I, I can't recall if it's the most valuable sports franchise across the board, any sport. I would have to believe maybe there's some soccer clubs that are... Or football clubs rather uh, that may be worth more, but the Dallas Cowboys are worth like $3.9 billion. Wow. Um, so it's kind of, a lot, but, uh, kind of a lot.
1: It's a good bit of scratch.
0: Yep. Okay. All right. We got a lot to get through here. So let's get into this. Uh, thanks for the comments in the chat. Did you have to bring up the Cowboys? Yeah, Karen. Sorry, man. Sorry. <laughs> uh, okay. This day in history. Okay. Again, we're going to play the game. You got You got to guess the year. This one is the very first, the very first drunk driving arrest on record.
1: What?
0: September 10th. You got to guess the year. I'll give you a little bit of details here. Let me give you some details. And if you want to guess in the chat, go ahead. Uh, A 25-year-old London taxi driver named George Smith becomes the first person ever arrested for drunk driving after slamming his cab into a building. Smith later pleaded guilty and was fined 25 shillings.
1: 25 shillings? brutal uh okay so london taxis
0: 25 shillings
1: 20 1922
0: mm, close 1897
1: i'm always off with the cars in my head people weren't doing <laughs> things in cars in a meaningful way until the 20s <laughs> yeah you never want to go before. always the 20s. i never the 20s. want to go before the 20s i almost oh, did yeah. earlier and then london threw me off <laughs>
0: And so you say, where's it's the technology in this? 1800 at all. Yeah. In the U.S., the first laws against operating a motor vehicle while under the influence of alcohol went into effect in New York in 1910. In 1936, Dr. Rola Harger, a professor of biochemistry and toxicology, patented the drunkometer, which was originally wow. called, <laughs> a nice. balloon-like device into which people would breathe to determine whether they were inebriated. By 1953, Robert Borkenstein, a former Indiana State Police Captain and university professor who had collaborated with Harger on the Drunkometer, then invented the breathalyzer. Easier to use and more accurate than the Drunkometer. I don't know why that's so funny.
1: (laughs) Drunkometer is a silly word.
0: (laughs) But the uh, breathalyzer... Uh, was the first also practical a silly device. word, but somehow
1: yeah. not as silly as drunkalizer or <laughs> Drunk whatever <thermometer>. it, was. <laughs> it was?
0: It was so the the breathalyzer was the first practical device and scientific test available to police officers to establish whether someone had too much to drink. So, anyway, cool. All right, uh, you
1: you know you did you did all right on that one.
0: Nineteen twenty something.
1: I don't know. On, it was 18s. I'm, I'm not giving myself any credit there. Okay. So you'll get closer on this one. It's the wrong century. You'll get closer <laughs> on
0: this one. on this day in history, September 10th. CERN, the large ha- ha- hadron hadron hadron
1: hadron hadron. hadron. You, you, you can say it either way. I don't know. Hadron. Hadron. I don't. I think I, I don't, don't know the form. Uh, usually, what are Bosons and had- hadrons. Hadron. Hadron? Anyway. Hadron. I, think, I think you'd they, say Hadron. I don't know.
0: Yeah, so uh, know. CERN, CERN's uh, Large Hadron
1: Collider is powered up. Yeah, that like sounded here. right. Oh, gosh. When did CERN first click on? Uh, powered up, meaning that they were actually flinging particles, not like put in collectors, right? Yeah, I'm they an, flipped the
0: switch. They turned it on.
1: This is like 2000...
0: Um, Oh, you almost said it. I heard you start to say the number.
1: I don't know if I was mm. going to say the right one. I, I was about to say 2006, but... Mm. 2008. Actually, I... I oh, so oh, I'm sorry. First, my very first guess was nine. I wasn't going to guess eight, so I wouldn't have gotten eight. Oh, okay. but, but I couldn't remember. So specifically, I was I was reaching back for uh, college days because my a couple of my physics professors uh, at smu um because it, it was basically a particle physics department um shocker and uh the the folks that were in the physics department so my my professors again were working on specific collectors at So in particular, the Atlas Collector, which is uh, I think it was at the time the largest particle detector out there. I said Collector, I meant detector. Um, But I couldn't remember if it was on when I was in the program or if it was still just being prepared. And the thing was, they were doing testing with it before Mm -hmm. it was officially on. And that's why I was trying to figure out what it would have marked, but it makes sense because they had, you know, they basically had like a ribbon cutting some, some, some uh, ceremony c- ceremony. Wow, <laughs> couldn't get that one out. <laughs> it's Friday. Um, where where you know they actually flung those big old heavy particles yeah. around until they exploded. Well, so.
0: fun fact: the cost to build this was uh, two Dallas Cowboy franchises. It was expensive. eight billion dollars. If you, yeah, if, you it's, if you can do it's the it's a huge.
1: It is. It's what like a twenty six kilometer,
0: seventeen miles.
1: Yeah. So so I, I can't do that math in my head, but I think I remember the 26 uh, yeah, twenty six kilometer particular thing. But it, it's, it's a. It's a. Cir- I mean, it's it's, it's a, a, a giant circle underground in Switzerland. So it's it's this giant board hole filled with. All kinds of scientific equipment not never mind concrete you can actually find some really cool pictures uh when they first were bringing equipment in and stuff like that where they're lowering semi trucks with all of this incredibly large and expensive equipment yeah. into the concrete belly of the you know the board hole and then remember all all of those 26 kilometers the actual collider itself you know the circuit for the collider is uh, a series of superconducting magnets <laughs> that's, mm. that's what makes them go faster and faster so so the collider basically what's happening is right they they load in in this con the, the heavier um, particles right so when you hear stuff like um, you uh, what is it uh, UC Berkeley's they've got the um oh, there's a, such a, it's a cool word cyclotron uh, mm-hmm. which is just a type of collider uh, you've got like um, Stanford's linear accelerator, SLAC, you'll hear it sometimes. There are a bunch in the United States, there are a bunch all over the world, right? But most of those use much, much smaller particles, so less energetic. Think like uh, positrons and electrons instead of uh, the CERN project, which uses, um, I think it's actually protons, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I'd have to look at that. But um, it takes yeah, it, it a, uses, a negatively charged. Go ahead. Yes, I got no. No, Right. It's protons,
0: electrons, quarks, and photons. Yeah.
1: Well, right, but the protons were the big ones. That's what the, that's the, the large hadron is the, right. the reason it got its name, right? The hack right? The large hadron is is the the proton. This is the, I think it was the world's first collider, large enough to smash two, well, a proton and then that's negatively and one that's positively charged into each other, right? Um, and th- that was a huge differentiator. And because they're bigger, they have more energy when they smash into each other and explode. And because they have more energy when they explode, smashing into each other, they create more new things. And yeah. and so I mean, like I can't remember if we talked about this before, but when uh, I went on a trip and actually visited Slack uh, when I was in, I think it was when I was in college. It was college, and um, we we talked with a lot of people while we were there about different projects, but there was one guy and he was was in a doctorate program at Stanford and he had the best sort of lay explanations of what was going on in general. It didn't matter what we were asking him about. He was just really smart guy that could boil it down to interesting language that wasn't like you didn't need a degree to process, right? And what he explained was, And this is exactly how these colliders work, right? Um, Basically it's fed a particle uh, and then that particle is accelerated in one direction or the other. So if you're in a loop, you know, clockwise, counterclockwise. And so basically what's happening is all of the negatively charged particles are getting whipped around to the left. And you can control that again through those superconducting super, super magnets. And then the same thing, to the right, only the positive particle. And the timing, the on and the off of that electric uh, or electromagnet, right? Determines whether or not a particle keeps moving and gets faster or slows down, gets spun off, runs into the wall kind of thing, right? And so, because all of this stuff is so hypersensitive and hyper-accurate, what you end up with is a concentrated beam of only what you want in the physical space inside of the tunnel that you want it to be in. And what happens is at the collectors, which are all over this giant, you know, 17 mile circle, eventually a beam, literally like if you were to take two lasers and point them at each other, right? That's, that's what they're kind of doing. They're just doing it with a particle that is massive in the sense that it has mass and is moving as fast as they can make it move with all their cool magnets, right? And then mm-hmm. they they shine those beams at each other and, in, and a few trillion particles fly past each other because they're absolutely tiny until eventually one pair doesn't fly past each other. And they hit dead center and explode inside of the collector. So it's kind of like shooting a tennis ball at another tennis ball, only the likelihood the coast, of the two the tennis balls hitting. <laughs> well, yeah, that's part of it, right? The fact that it's there and the fact that it's going basically the speed of light might actually be going this Yeah, but if, like from a size stuff, perspective, if it, you were to try no, to no, hit it's, not, like, it's shoot, massive
0: shoot tennis balls yeah, at each other from each coast. It's kind of like that, right? From a
1: Yeah, it's a good good example, right? Um maybe it, I don't that's, know. That's probably the level it's more like it's more like if you took a needle in your hand and both mm-hmm. fingers, right? Or both hands, and then you tried to, you know, just separate it by the, you know, put your wrists together in the middle and you try to tap the tips of the needle by just tapping each other together right it's it's not that you can't do it it's just good luck because they're very very small points of in space and your hands just aren't that accurate well the colliders aren't that accurate either so they shoot trillions at each other and it takes time
0: (laughs) yeah this is (laughs) saying it it can do this is saying it can create up to 600 million collisions per second Mm -hmm.
1: And and because they're shooting trillions at each other, so eventually many, yeah. you get you get hundreds, you get thousands, you get millions, right? So, but the point is, the number of particles that don't hit each other is astronomically huge. It's huge, but occasionally, because of how many they're shooting, they hit each other and they explode. And you just said, you know, how many it is? It's insane how much they're actually pouring into it, though. It's like, I don't know, sprang. I, I think you get the examples, anyways. yeah. yeah, yeah. When they hit each it. other. Kind of like fusion, when they hit each other, they literally, like, they collapse into each other because they're, they're opposite charges. They hit dead center. This is what actually causes the, the real collision. They explode and ju- they just get ripped apart. And not only do they spin off random particles in certain situations, and you could probably go read about explicitly what's going to happen there. And I have forgotten all of this, so I, I couldn't even tell you. But they produce so much extra energy in it that particles will pop into existence inside of the collectors and then pop out. And it takes for like brief bo- moments of time. Yeah. Right, right, right. So those, those things will happen. Cause there's just a, you know, call it a cloud of energy for the easiest way to wrap your head around it. And if energy is there, sometimes particles will become because of it. And sometimes they will evaporate back into the cloud or, or you know, they'll, decay into something else so they do these experiments and they need all of these over and over and over and over and over again collisions because if something pops into existence once it it's basically impossible to get away from background noise but if it happens mm-hmm. over and over and over again then you actually find new particles and that was the whole point is that if you got enough energy there you might actually get to see um the higgs boson which is what at the time what, they believed was going to be in that energy spectrum the amount of energy that could be produced by smashing those two things together, and was expected to be one of the most fundamental building blocks to you know physics as we know it, which they basically did confirm and it was huge but only in the scientific community sense because it, it was really hard. Like for me, even somebody that was interested in this. Just validating that the Higgs boson existed in a particular energy range, which was massive for the scientific community, didn't really change how anything worked for us. Like nobody said, "Oh, now I get it and made like the comprehensive standard model all make sense. It was just like, yes, more data that confirms that we're kind of right and kind of wrong. <laughs> so
0: I't tell if story, you know anything about cool can't tell if you know anything about colliders or not.
1: Ah colliders <laughs> are cool come on anything called a cyclotron uh, i mean that that's yeah. pretty
0: cool <laughs> so do you remember when everyone was afraid that uh, many black holes would start yeah. uh, erupting out of this and end the world
1: Yeah, and it's the same same concept there right you you're taking these two massive again in yeah. the sense of the word that they have mass and you're since you're smashing them together they they're literally getting collapsed um to an extreme extent which mathematically says you could actually get the um, the critical mass in a point space where you would actually have black holes. And I'm actually not remembering if they've confirmed that the tiny little black holes were created, well, but 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 they evaporate just like big ones do too. They 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 pop into existence and then they kind of go away. They they don't yeah. just they don't get bigger and bigger and bigger because they can. Like it actually takes a lot to kind of sustain them to sustain the them
0: yeah yeah that's what uh so it goes on to talk about stephen hawking uh essentially proving that any mini black holes that may c- get created would just evaporate instantly which is super interesting i don't know how that well all right we, gotta, we got a lot we got to go through
1: yeah we can get off of it but if you've ever heard the term hawking radiation hawking radiation is mm-hmm. actually uh, one of uh, it might be one of the only things i don't think it's the only thing but it's one of the only things that actually gets um spit out of uh black holes. So it it is how he estimated it appears to be accurate that uh black holes will actually shrink over time. They sh- they do shed some energy whereas everything else light included just gets sucked into it. Hawking radiation is a way that occasionally black holes which again because of size, because of mass occasionally could mean, you know, trillions of times a second, but it's actually flicking off, you know, uh, a muon or something like that once in a while. Okay,
0: I want there's more rabbit holes that I want to go down here, but we should probably mm-hmm. uh, pull the ripcord and go another direction. One of the thing like statement, it. I guess, on it is uh, CERN. I didn't know what it stood for. Uh, what what does it stand for? It says European Council for Nuclear Research. It's like okay, well that's not CERN. That's ECNR. Well, it turns yeah. out it's French. French. It's French. So they basically oh. saying Council for European research that's nuclear okay moving <laughs> on all right uh this is the last one there were a few other today in history things but um the technology of the guillotine you want to take what? a guess what year so the very last person to ever be executed by oh, the guillotine wow. it happened today in history on this day that was what i mean sorry september 10th. Yeah, right you want to guess
1: what year it I mean, like
0: came time. to fame in during
1: during the French Revolution. Yeah, the right? French Revolution, which I probably can't tell you when that happened, but um, let's go with the in 20s, the late 1700s. I'm it's not the twenty. I'm kidding.
0: Yeah, it was, um, But for perspective, though, that's when it came into fame. Was the late 1700s? Right. Well, what but, but this is one of those. Happened?
1: This is one of those where I, I think we're gonna find that there's like a horrifyingly modern, uh, example of when it was still used in some corner of the world. So I'm guessing this century for starters mm-hmm. and probably like as late as the fifties.
0: Mm, okay. Uh, let's see what we got in the chat here. Kieran guessed 1983. Ooh. Kieran's the closest 1977, nice. 1977. Wow. It was in a, a prison in Marseille, France.
1: Oh, still in France. Mm. Mm-hmm. In... Wow. All right. Yep, France a, really, a, a really Tunisian... liked their guillotines, huh?
0: Yeah, a Tunisian immigrant convicted of murder becomes the last person executed by guillotine. Interesting.
1: And I guess... uh, I mean, of all of the um, uh, capital punishment methodologies, I I don't know that that would be the worst that I've heard of. I mean, obviously, I have no experience having my head lobbed off, but (laughs) guillotines were sharp and fast, at least. Uh, At least they were well-made. I would think a modern... 1970s guillotine was probably pretty efficient at just going to snip.
0: Yeah, can someone do some research on that? Like, rip the uh, the best to worst ways to die? Um, i I've mean, heard drowning is fairly I can think peaceful. of a few
1: that would be terrible. Uh, yeah. I think maybe the moment you drown, I think leading up to that, it'd be pretty crap.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I think leading up to putting your head into a
1: guillotine that's is probably crap as well. But <laughs> I, guess, I guess, to be fair, that's one of those, like, if it sucks leading up to the death, if it is something that is scheduled as a penalty usually would be, then it's yeah. probably pretty similar to deal with how shitty that is. <laughs> mm. Okay. All right. All right. Let's get some modern techniques because there's plenty, <laughs>
0: plenty to talk about here. What, what do you want to tackle first? Do you want to tackle the, uh, the Facebook on your face one?
1: Facebook or... on your face. Yeah. I, I, So that's cool. I saw a couple articles, uh, Kieran shared one in uh, the TPP community thread too. Um, They're releasing Ray-Bans that are Facebook quote smarts enabled. What I was uh, disappointed to see, uh, I'm going to start with that, which is probably a terrible way to explain a technology, but they're not ready for um, and may never be. It doesn't really say, but they're not ready for augmented reality today, which means that you're not just going to get no. like point of contact information or something like that in your in your eyes. So, from what I read, which was one of the many articles about it, um, it looks like it really is just like a camera-enabled set of glasses. Now, what's cool, in my opinion, is that those the camera or cameras. Um, are in a like very traditional sunglass form factor, which is great. I think that's, that is definitely a step towards mass adoption of something like this when it becomes more interesting, which for me is when augmented reality gets there, whether it's telling you information about the weather or a particular type of tree or it's integrating you know that some of that edge ai stuff that we always talk about where you know you look at the ground and it's going to highlight uh, poison oak and poison ivy like there's all kinds of applications of ar that's actually really really cool and really compelling and if it doesn't require a backpack to power or some crazy heavy or or uncomfortable thing then i think a lot of people end up using it um, but this is Two hundred and fifty bucks for a camera that you have to say, "Hey, Facebook, take a picture." For I guess there's a hand gesture too, so that's a little disingenuous. Yeah,
0: the hand gesture is clicking a physical button on the right. earpiece on the right side. And and so, they said that that's... no love for the left-handed
1: people. Nah, is, is there ever?
0: No, it's <laughs> <laughs> part for no. the course.
1: <laughs> the course. Um,
0: so yeah, there's okay, nothing particularly. Cool. I mean, there's spy glasses, basically, is all yeah, it but is. There, like if, and and. If, If you go back to the 90s, there's not going to be anything AR about this. People are going to look at it and be like, oh yeah, you have spy glasses. You have cameras on your glasses that can capture video, store it locally. Uh, There's Bluetooth. Actually, there's some speakers in it as well. I guess you can listen to music. Uh, Dual 5 megapixel cameras. They can capture just over three dozen uh, or uh, three three dozen 30-second video clips or roughly 500 photos before the on-device
1: memory fills up. I could see see this being even in the current you know implementation i could see this being broadly adopted by the generation that spends a lot of generations sorry people in general that spend a lot of time on instagram and tiktok right like this this will create a very uh point of view perspective you know just body of video that's going to be sure. easy to take so i i'm not going to say it's not going to be broadly adopted i'm 100 not gonna buy these <laughs> but sure. but that's just because the the features i would want in something like this to compel me to put something in my face that had cameras in it would would be mm-hmm. totally different use cases than instagram and TikTok. yeah I, I i try to look at oh hey look russ is on the show now Yay! What's up, russ?
0: hello welcome buddy What's up? uh i'm trying to take a positive spin on these man it's friday uh, I want to try to be positive. I, I'm trying to th- see it as a potential, like a help for maybe people that are handicapped in some way that want to capture things, but don't have the ability to, um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just yeah, don't understand. I that's a stretch. I'm to I, don't, find the market I don't know that it would
1: be, well, I, I think I, uh, not to toot my own horn, but I, I think, the market is exactly what I was talking about. It's the yeah. people that were already pulling their cell phone out to take a picture of something, to record it, to show, you know, what they were doing or get that little snippet or, you know, the classic beach feet pictures as, as the joke goes, or just another shot of your cat. Like yeah. the glasses will get used for that. And it, especially the gesture. Cause I don't think that's fairly, um, it's not, Disruptive. I don't think you're going to run into a lot of people in public, public yelling, "Hey, Facebook, take a picture or start a video," because I think it's going to look and and will be obnoxious. No, but no one's going to say with, that. are going to click. You know, of your glasses to take a picture. That's not that's not bad, right? Like, that's uh, that that's pretty slick for uploading something quick to Facebook, uploading something fi- quick to TikTok or Reddit or something like that, right? So I think that community will will adopt it. Um, and they'll adopt it explicitly for that. Like, I can take pictures and videos without my cell phone from my face, which is very your point of view, right? And so it's always there. It's easy to use, but yeah, it's it's just it's not that big of like a technical move. It's yeah. just another camera on a different thing. Right, Russ, you getting them?
0: Uh, I just ordered two, but I'm curious what the um. <laughs>
2: It, would this be a problem if, if it wasn't Facebook that made it? Honest question. No, no for me,
0: just,
1: no. No, 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 no. I just don't think it's no.
0: compelling. No, just having Facebook's name attached to it just makes me think what kind of nefarious things are they going to do with the data and what, what's it going to be? Are they really to not reporting constantly? Yeah. When, how when
1: I, I hear be Facebook's
2: advertised? name. I think of all of the humanitarian things they're doing with the data. You can just see the difference between people's perspectives here. Yeah, Maybe I'm coming trying with to the be jokes contrarian on, on accident. Like I'm not sure. You don't know what Facebook does that's good. Things? They could do good
0: things. Just probably. name no, them. No, you said it yourself. Save the I don't whales.
2: Know. Oh, Dude, you they just are. said it.
0: I don't know what Facebook does. Well, or does because, they it. Don't. Who,
1: because they do Because they don't.
2: Who's,
0: who's going <laughs> to report on that? Who's going <laughs> to report on that?
1: That's, that's not interesting. I actually Facebook read an article about that. Explicitly, they do recently, good. Um, there that was probably a good wasn't the meme. best way to. <laughs> no, I think you nailed it, and that's that. But it's not very clickbaity, so you're going to want to work on your phrasing. Uh, there's yeah. a great meme going around about that uh, where, oh man, I I don't remember exactly what the context was, but it was basically an event happens and it's this really good uplifting thing, and then like, if you look at it from one other angle, it looks like a butt and the media is surrounding the it looks like a butt angle like i said I, I don't remember what the context was but that that pretty much nails it and so so they just they focus on the one bad thing and they just ignore the fact that it's actually awesome um, that's what we're here that, for that that's seems- what the internet's for so so here's not really a good sign
2: I, I found an article that said five good things facebook has done for us i click on it for, for error
1: so <laughs> <Yeah. it's, laughs>
2: you, you, you literally cannot get to the singular article that says there's five no, good things no. that facebook poor, has done for us
0: poor,
1: poor error. You know, that's so, somebody that's gonna say like got my grandma in touch with her brother that she hadn't talked to in 10 years like okay cool and yes at fundamentally social networks did those things but that is not a humanitarian effort <laughs> you don't know that that's true i didn't read the article because i can't
2: you can't because there's a 404 ever i imagine that there's um <laughs> there's probably maybe it's not something specific in facebook it's probably zuck um who i believe is just an excellent looking individual uh, <laughs> that uh he <laughs> He uh he probably does some stuff out there. I don't know. He has money. I don't know. Yeah. It's probably just not no, all bad. No, no. I'm sure yeah. there's something good out there. I you want to try and be positive, Billy? I'm being positive. There's something good out there. It's got about to be, I'm sure they're
1: doing something.
2: It's got to be <laughs> two something. two billion people wouldn't use it every day if there wasn't something they were getting out of it. Just saying. Like, That's yeah,
0: fair. fair. Okay. Well, let's get Tyler. <laughs> let's get Tyler angry again, and then I'm curious uh, what you have to say about this one, Russ. Um, okay. okay. LG Chem. Has developed foldable display material using new material technologies. Is it foldable so right or flexible? We... What is
1: it foldable or flexible?
0: I think both. I think if it's it's like a square it's rectangle dark, yeah. conversation. If it's a square, it's a rectangle.
1: You know. What uh, I mean? Well, well, no, not if necessarily. If it's foldable, I'm then sorry, it's also flexible. Find, oh, here, here it goes. That's not true. Well, yes. Oh, okay. you might be right, actually. But, but right. if it's if it's flexible, it's not necessarily it. foldable
0: yeah 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 i know but that's what i'm saying the other way though if it's foldable it's it's yeah. flexible but if, it, if it's flexible, if it is foldable it's flexible
1: i agree i totally agree but i was asking if this one actually said it's foldable or if it's just flexible material because one of them will irritate me that says both it does yeah, say in foldable the, yeah. in the top yeah oh it's in the article see mm, yeah. okay so i agree with you and and i'm going to go back to this better not be for phones because that's dumb <laughs>
0: Well, so what is it going to be for? Do we need TVs um, that are it's, foldable? It's
2: LG and LG of the OLED. So I'm pretty mm. sure foldable it's televisions. Be for phones. To
1: no, 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 no. Phones are dumb, but foldable TVs. Think about where you could store those. That'd oh, be why? cool. Uh, well, I mean, you've got the place you store TVs your house, right
2: is where you can see them.
1: Right, but if so you're you if you're away? living the van life then it's nice to be able to tuck them into smaller spaces. And if you could fold them up, then you could protect them okay. and tuck them in this. So, I'm so, digging LG that.
0: Just, so LG just developed new technology for the entire world population that lives in a van that wants a 90-inch TV that they can fold up and keep inside their van.
1: Thank you, LG. See, LG's All doing good things 12, for the world.
0: 12 if, 12 I,
1: if I lived a no, van life, I would on. have
2: at least two TVs mounted in the van, probably three. Yeah.
1: Most people that live in vans do that's probably not true but i'll bet some do schoolies man look it up um no that's cool so it says wait. thinner compared to existing tempered glass but the same hardness so uh no wait what how does that cracking? work it's pet films how uh, does that yeah, work i don't know man. it's pretty cool it had
0: developed a um, cover window for foldable it devices called real folding window that applied specially developed coating materials to make the surface as hard as glass while the nice. folding parts are as flexible as plastic
1: Durability is maintained completely, even when folding more than two hundred thousand times. So, like again, I'm I'm skeptical that anyone needs a folding cell phone, but that's pretty cool technology. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I'm sure that there are plenty of surfaces that could take advantage of film screen-like material, especially if it's you know LED embedded or something like that. That are uh, that are foldable. That's cool.
0: There's probably a ton of uses like in the medical field or something yeah, like that, would, right? That we're not even thinking about with medical devices yeah. that need to be folded or, or collapsed or whatever. So this sure. well, is But it doesn't it doesn't say at, time, at all what it is. it not talk about what the material is or anything.
1: I thought I said it was a pet film.
0: Uh it says it um, not needing pet films. There's the uh, folding okay. window with only coding and not needing Oh, new no, material
1: thickness of a few doesn't in both sides. What? Yeah. Right. a new material at a thickness of a few dozen micrometers on both sides of pet film. You know oh, what I got to take It's, it for it's you. a it's a new material on on the sides of pet. So, ah. Okay. Oh so, no, but it, it, says, it says they're it's, also it's developing technologies. Sandwich.
0: They're also trying to do this without with with just the coating and not having the pet films.
1: Oh cool. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. You can tell we applied totally in foldable phones
0: and rollable IT devices that have to be. When
1: we say mind. pet, just in case somebody didn't catch that or know what that is, it, we're talking about PET plastics. It's Correct. a it's a particular type of plastic. Not not your dogs and cats, but not they're not that kind of company. Yeah, yeah but where does that plastic come
2: from? Yeah, mm, that not it your is. Pets. <laughs> let me let me, up. let me get pet out.
0: <laughs> polyethylene. Terra <laughs> phthalate. How do you say that? Listen, we're tera- letting
2: you get it out. Whether or not you tera- can phthalate. Phthalate. or not, there it's it not is. up to tera- us.
0: Uh, yeah. Polyethylene terephthalate. There you go. Pet. Okay. Hot take time. Uh, Chemical
2: compound. Go ahead. Folding phones. Not stupid. Mm, stupid. False. Eh. I'm not getting a folding phone.
1: The votes are but in. I
2: understand their utility. Uh, if the votes are in, I think they're they're working pretty well for Samsung who can't make enough no, of them.
1: Our votes are the only votes that matter, and everything that everyone is producing right now gets to make that claim.
2: First first of all, <laughs> Bewley won't care about a folding device <laughs> until Apple makes one, which they will. Facts. So Hard facts. when they do, Bewley will change his
1: stance. Yeah, but for now, the only votes that matter are in agreement that folding phones are dumb. Mm. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Kieran
2: wants a stretchy phone, and um, oh, that, I can hear that.
1: that. Yeah, yep, I agree. Way to bring us together, Kieran. All right, let's yeah, move on. What a, else we got? A stretchy here? phone. A stretchy,
2: no, I, I can tell you what it's like right now. What you do is you have this little sort of like plastic device that sort of folds up into a little small thing, like the size of a coin. That thing then rolls out or or folds out into a square. And you put that square down, and then you stretch your phone to the edges of that, and you place it
1: down, and then you have your tablet. I like it. That's what that is. That's what will happen. See? And in my van life, I could have the same coin, but I can stretch it over the entire back quarter of the van, and I could just have 120 inches of screen that I stretch to a it. You so. big van. Very large van. It's a, it's a
0: schoolie. Okay. Okay. Moving on. You Moving can move on. on. <laughs> All right. So which one? I'll give you two. We'll pick one of these two to talk about right now. A single laser fired through a keyhole can expose everything inside a room. Or Amazon promises free college tuition in bid to attract workers and limit turnover. Which what one you picks? want? You pick one. Mm,
2: I want to hear the keyhole thing with the laser. I like lasers.
0: Yeah. Laser. So the 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 subtitle here if you're worried about privacy, it might be time to cover up your front door's peephole. Uh, let's see, let's see what's going on here. Mm -hmm. No line of sight for short, imaging is by no means a new idea. Uh,
1: so if I understood I what they were doing correctly, so I, I did look at this. I actually ran into it last night. I didn't read. I skipped okay. it. And then I saw it again this morning. Um, if I understand what they're doing, like they're they're firing in a pattern of light and therefore they can, they can actually, you know, basically read that pattern back and they can get an idea of how long it took the thing to come to you. But what's crazy about this is, because this is similar technology... That, that they it's like use sonar cars is what it cars like. to it. Well, except it's light. So, yeah, yeah that, right. Th- that was the point I was so starting to make. Right, it's light light art. More it's like LIDAR. Right? So, so, it, it is. <laughs> it's a new method of collecting information about objects that aren't bright because that's a problem you have. When, when you fire a laser at something and then light reflects back, you get a certain amount of it and you can make a lot of predictions about what that is. But the brighter the object is, so the more it reflects back, the more useful that information is. What this is saying is that they figured out, probably just mathematically and with their sensors, a way to go through a pinhole basically and collect information about everything that's inside the room, which is insane. Because that's like, that's like trying to, it's like ray tracing in real life. Only you have no idea what's behind the, the hole. So you can't, you know, pre-do the math or define what surface bounce off looks like. You just fire light into a room and what manages to get back through the dang peephole tells you what the room looks like. That's not a lot.
0: Okay. Okay. Freaking the cool. problem I have the problem I have in this is <sighs> The whole article title talks about like, oh, cover up your people because people are going to be showing up Relax. with LiDAR devices and, and sending them through and understanding the shapes on the other side of the door. Oh, my gosh. Relax, right? If you look at the actual use cases here, you've got basically medical imaging. Like if you need to look up or inside certain areas of the body right. that you can't quite get things, you can bounce light around and then get the size and see if there's any anomalies. Uh, for robotics, for search and rescue, can you imagine places right. that you can't quite get into? You can tell if there's awesome. a human body inside. Uh, autonomous driving, uh, remote sensing for like seafloor yeah. stuff, right? This to, goes to, right to back to the patterns. comment
1: we made about the media focusing on the wrong things. Yeah, this is exactly. all cool. There's so stuff, many wonderful uses, and use this cases is neatness. Here. And we made it about privacy somehow. <laughs>
2: okay. Yeah, this is this is just like when the media vilifies Facebook, even though they do good things. I when I think <laughs> of this,
1: I think of. Uh, Tom Clancy video games, and a way
2: to check and see what is in the room before you bust in and take down some baddies. Correct.
1: That would make Rainbow Six unplayable. You For could you, just shine a light through the keyhole, and then you'd know everything, and you'd win.
2: Hey, the tell me you don't play things.
1: Rainbow Six without telling me you don't play Rainbow Six. <laughs> I don't play Rainbow Six. I just remember it being a game. And you said Tom Clancy. Dude, yeah, his CD, name was all over the, the box art. Right. City Warzone
0: is popping off, and I want to play a game. I want to play around. I uh wait for my That's
1: system two? to get here. Oh, well, have a That's system right. that you, can play? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You need What's the, free? the What is this? What are you talking about? What'd you say? Warzone, is Warzone Battle Battle Royale. Free? Is it yeah. out? Yeah, it's free. Wow. I've never yeah. played one of those. Should it is free and one?
2: independently developed from the main franchise. Oh,
1: I'm in. Mostly because
0: it's well, I went in, um, so y'all have talked about, or Russ specifically has talked about Facebook gaming. I didn't even know it existed. I just wanted to go into the interface and see what it looked like, how it compared awful. to Twitch or whatever. It is awful. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. But I would say 80% of the people in there were playing Warzone. So uh, the game actually yeah, I, cool. The genre, while Horizon.
2: stupid, is is definitely the most popular right now. And in, I think that game is leading the charge. Uh, it, t- yeah, it took definitely over,
1: um, looking it, up the Fortnite right game, Warzone but i just oh, sorry, looked and- Warzone 2100 and it does look awesome but i don't think it's the game you're talking
0: about no that's not it's call of duty warzone it's,
1: it's a cool dank uh,
0: i'm sorry game. i have to complain dang. again because this gizmodo so it's a gizmodo article the title is literally a single laser fired through a keyhole can expose everything inside a room like at, Everything about what they wrote just frustrates me after I learned about what the technology can actually be used for and will actually be used for.
2: Yeah, well, the thing is, that everyone seems to be paranoid about everything in life now. Um, and Facebook, I think, will probably fix that. But the, uh, the reality is exactly. that right now people are struggling. Yeah, I, I agree. I think just their leader is just a phenomenal looking individual and he's probably really smart. And I think he's going to lead them to good places. And I feel okay. good about him. And if he needs help, show, you know, show. Zuck, call me. You know, I can I can be your double somewhere.
1: We got and, you. Uh, he got you. Good. Oh, that's true. Yeah.
2: Like a uh, stunt double.
1: Yeah. I bet Zuck It'll probably work. needs a stunt double now. Only hey, like doubles,
2: stronger and, f- and faster. Did you hear that? Uh, much, much stronger and faster. Yeah, yeah. Which, then Zuck? Yeah. Zuck. Well, than most, but no, yeah, definitely.
1: Isn't he like 50, 60, 85% cybernetic now? I don't believe I don't believe that claim.
0: Surely more than that, but I I mean I
1: can outrun a machine.
0: So (laughs) not that okay. Let me let's get us back on track here. Um, We've talked about we've talked about yeah we've been on track. I'm sorry, it's Friday. You're right. Um, So we've talked about Amazon in the past struggling to staff its warehouses. It's joining other large employers by offering to pay. And I'm trying to think what other large employers are doing this by offering to pay for college tuition an attempt to attract and retain hourly employees. Duh, Listen, I, I think that's great. Like
1: that. I, I think I did, yeah, there's no downside to that. That's cool. That yeah. is, that is a
2: very good thing. But maybe Amazon, just just out of curiosity, have you considered improving working conditions as well? Nope. That might be mm-hmm. a good start. For the
1: robots, Get come on. Get I'm out. just saying...
2: That, that would cost you know, way
1: more than college tuition, dude. Take take care of your employees
2: in the workplace while also paying 100% college tuition. And uh, you'll get as many people as you want. They'll all, they'll all come there. Ooh. Okay, so full-time
1: time employees. Um, makes a lot of sense. I don't like it. Full-time employees are eligible for
0: the fully subsidized tuition. While part-time workers logging as few as 20 hours per week will receive half the benefit. 20 hours? Oh, okay. To
1: that's Jesus great. Yep. that's great that part time yeah. gets benefit.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it says though the the company still has details to work out. It Says the comp or the employees can use the benefit at hundreds of education partners across the country. Workers may be limited in terms oh, of which degree programs they could apply to, mm-hmm. and the programs may vary by region. Uh, but this, still, this is awesome. Right? That's I mean, they're not, unusual. That well, they like. They're not even pay for even like a music degree I, or something, right?
1: Well, and that was that was the thing right? So like even when when Lockheed paid for my uh masters programs, right? Like they paid more for technical degrees that were related to aerospace than they did for either non-technical degrees which was stuff like, you know, MBAs and things like that. Or um and if i'm not mistaken they you had to get approval for what program you went into so there wasn't just like ooh they're offering a phd in underwater basket weaving let's do that like they can just say no so that's that's not unusual at all you know you know what's interesting i i tried
2: to take advantage of one of these programs um, whatever it was 10 years ago when i was at hpe i i think i've told you guys this i applied for Uh, I wanted to go back to school for data science. It was like really the new hotness back then. I was incredibly interested in it. There was only one program at the time um, that you could apply for. And data science was listed under the program as one of the supported ones that you could do within the HPE reimbursement program. (laughs) And there was only one program, literally, only one. And it was in that Massachusetts place Mm -hmm. at Harvard. I applied there. I then realized the cost of it I went back to verify the ability to take care of this. And Harvard was not covered under the program. And they were the only one who had a data well, science like, program. It's hilarious. So, you
1: can do data so, science. No sense. It's just not yeah. really. So oh, awful.
2: I, I waited another year and SMU developed a program yeah. as well. Right. I applied I there.
1: still get ads for that, by the way.
2: I, Well, <laughs> I, I, I applied there, got in, went on the interviews, everything, got the information. And I went back to check it. SMU, which was the second program to get it, not on the list. So because it's expensive. <laughs> and and, and in and both of both of them, by the way, the costs were very similar. I think there was a five thousand dollars difference, like seventy five to eighty thousand um, dollars, not for That's the program,
1: like per year. Or I something. Was, it was super crazy. impressed because because I got lucky to pay one hundred percent upfront for two masters from SMU. It's I did a dime out of pocket. Thanks. Well, All HP, right. thanks for nothing. All right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Found some more detail here. Found some more detail on the Amazon thing. So they are going to subsidize degrees in technology, engineering, and healthcare. And they expect oh, wow. to subsidize 95% of the costs associated.
1: Healthcare? Yeah. But one, cool. That's great. Awesome. And not just the healthcare thing in general, 95% of cost. Technology, engineering, healthcare. But healthcare?
0: Yeah. like what they're interested in.
1: sounds like... Is it what they're interested in? Or are they literally just throwing the world a bone? (laughs) (laughs) Does Amazon ever
0: throw the world a bone, bro?
1: Apparently. No. (laughs)
0: Not as much as Facebook, but they do it occasionally. No, they want to get into healthcare.
1: Uh, Okay, here's here's some other... I feel like it's you finding the negative in something that's just positive. So hold on, going, going, are you telling me? Amazon? Are you telling there's me they want to like get them. into
2: healthcare by creating the workforce with which they will employ, as if there's correct. not enough healthcare workers that they could attract that already? That's has? Correct, because, because both are true.
1: Healthcare It's true. Super skeptical right. of that being a way to... Yeah, I don't think so. in industry. Yeah, nope. I think I think they might just deserve accolades for including healthcare. That's cool. Nope, follow the dollar. Okay, and speaking of dollars, in total, Amazon
0: anticipates...
1: <laughs> the, the healthcare dollar is wrecking them right now. They probably want more people educated in healthcare to prevent the next pandemic from wiping out their distribution channels.
2: Yeah, and, and, and less educated in the dollar that
0: they're following, because that's... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not anything anyone needs right now. Making make you depressed. All right. Here we go. Uh, in total, Amazon anticipates the programs will cost $1.2 billion by 2025. Last year. So, what's that? A Tuesday? Just, just the last year, the company made $21.3 billion in profit.
1: See, now yeah, that's, that's what you could focus on and saying, like, sounds generous. Turns out it's, it's a literally a drip in the drop. bucket and you should have been doing this forever. <laughs> yeah.
0: I also found other companies are doing stuff like this. So you've got Walmart, Target, yep. Chipotle, and JBS, which is a meat processor. They offer I, I comparable tuition subsidy programs. So, I didn't know yeah. they
1: were comparable. I had just seen that Walmart and Target were doing that. I don't know why Target stuck out in my head. And I thought I remember reading something about Walmart doing something similar. But that's, uh, that's pretty it,
0: cool.
1: Why is it that we I mean, guys, say
0: comparable I, and comparable, and they're both correct? what's, what's, what's interesting like in, in all
2: of this desire to attract workers is that it's this is uh, these are obviously great programs but we're even seeing what i would think of as as even crazier things that i didn't think i'd ever see which is like a buddy of mine who runs several different franchises of mcdonald's is offering sign-on bonuses for employees yes. to come
0: bro like they're, that's they're insane people to come it is so they got so McDonald's has sign on bonuses like a thousand bucks. They're paying people a hundred dollars just to interview, yeah. It's crazy,
1: yes. But what some that just screams something else is wrong,
0: yeah. The, the US dollar is not valuable. Uh, that's that's what I'm mean. yes. I'm just kidding. I was, I was baiting you on that one.
2: Does that mean invest in crypto? I don't, <laughs> yes. I
0: don't
2: know. <laughs> Are we gonna go ahead and bring got it up? We're gonna talk, bro, about, to we're the gonna talk about
0: Kelsey repenting of ever talking about crypto
2: i don't even know what he meant by that so i don't have a comment really because i don't and i don't know the circumstance with oh he, he deleted it
0: there. because Bro, he, he doesn't believe it, it. <laughs> he deleted it dude i have a kelsey and i are bros who are you talking uh, about what so, are you talking about oh, kelsey hightower i have mad respect for this guy mad oh yeah respect who guy. yeah everybody does mad everybody. mad mad respect let me lay that out first um but what he tweeted this morning uh he said actually it was eight hours ago so i took a screenshot of it like about an hour ago so like nine hours ago all right i repent for talking about or even thinking about crypto i'm going to scrub my timeline and do my best to tune out the whole crypto space and make room for something else which is probably why he ended up deleting it because he said i'm doing that just did what he said he was doing yeah so he deleted it so uh no no here but yeah (laughs) Does anyone know? I, know. Why? I really struggle with this take, though. I really, sh- yeah. Well, what what so is I mean, what's the him, take? I mean, you know, people like people were asking him. He basically just said it's not a techno. I wish I, should, I could quote him directly, but his all his responses on it are gone. Um, but but something <laughs> something to the effect of it's not a. He said it's not a technology; it's a religion. That's what he said, and people are yeah, coming is, back. It is a
1: little cray cray right now,
0: but it, it doesn't matter. Even if it's even if it's know, crazy, it's technology. Even if it's, Even if it's cultish, even if people are just like off the rails about it, there's so many other things that are like that, that, that just because that, that that people can be like that doesn't invalidate the technology.
1: No, of course. But that doesn't, that in social media where everything just echoes right back in your face, you know, it's like that technology we talked about on Wednesday, Talking about something like that on Twitter just means that every—it's your voice on echo, getting drilled into Correct. your ears at dangerously, you know, high decibels. It's—it's it's not fun, uh, and so yeah. technology can be a really fun thing to talk about. But when it turns into a, to steal the word a religious conversation, then it is no longer interesting or fun. It is just painful. So I get that.
0: Oh, here's another one he hasn't deleted from 19 hours ago. Um, Steph Curry. I don't know if you know him, Tyler. I've well, heard He's of a basketball him. player. Smoke uh,
1: ball ball so, game so
0: on the sixth. Sh- well, this was actually you. this was the day that uh the Bitcoin took a dump. Um, Steph Curry that morning said, just getting started in the crypto game, y'all got any advice? And then Bitcoin fell off a cliff. Uh that's which, again, I say jokingly because it it pulled back to where it was seven days prior, and, and everyone was like, the world's on fire. That's not even that's not even like close to volatility in my mind. Like it's got to cut what? in half it to be Yo. interesting
1: okay well that makes anyway, me wrong
0: That <laughs> makes me wrong okay we can come back yes. we can come back to those things but kelsey well, you know what tweeted steph he said it's definitely a game that i fear we will all be forced to play some say it's a better game than the one we're currently playing but i get the feeling it's the same game just a new set of owners so he still has some comments on here about about crypto
2: yep new set of owners interesting approach to that here's the thing about the volatility of crypto hey is You know what? I've never said this out loud. But I'm going to say it. Putting it Wait. on the record. It's going on the Wait. podcast. I believe, personally, which means it's probably right, that crypto will stabilize hmm? once it gets adopted. And not before that. Agreed. So, Agreed. the steps have to be in motion for that to happen. Crypto is a game that early adopters win who probably you'll know
0: especially people like you let me brag on you for just a second Buy i was talking about old. some some plays the other day um, mm. there's a there's a a guy we've actually had on the show uh, once before i don't know if it maybe twice whatever i'm not going to call him out but we were talking through some some prices of different things and couldn't believe how something had gone from something to something. And it was like, you know, three and a half dollars now. And I was like, yeah, I was in it when it was sub 50 back in January. And he's like, what? That's insane. You know, I just bought it at like 1.8 a little while ago or whatever. And I was like, I wish I was like Russ because mm-hmm. he has never sold a single coin. Mm-hmm. Any one of them he buys, he just leaves there. And that's how you yep. win. Like, it's just, yep. it's crazy. But again, not financial advice, whatever. But in- this entire year of craziness i have done not what russ did and i regret doing what i've done i wish that i had played the played the market like russ has so let me just brag on you for a second and say whatever well, else I, you say now.
2: I appreciate it it's a it's a time-based game in that manner um it's uh you know i'm a lot like warren buffett just a lot less financially secure uh, you have a few fewer billions I have a few fewer billions. That's right. Right now, you know, today, I mean, it's, you know, time and market, right? He has a lot more time in market. So that's that's important. Uh, but the the reality is, is first mover uh, sort of stuff is important here. Yes. And someone, who was it? It was a small country. You, you know who it was that adopted Bitcoin. El Salvador? Yeah, that sounds right. Yep. Now, does El Salvador adopting Bitcoin at face value probably means very little to the majority of the world. However, if the belief ends up being true that early movers have an advantage other people will not want to be at a severe disadvantage long term correct and i believe more people will start to adopt it or more countries will start to adopt it as something whether that's you know actual currency reserve whatever it might be uh, you know doesn't matter they will start to adopt it in some way or approach it in some way that is i'll just say positive uh, whether that's policy or adoption doesn't matter And that will set off over time. It won't happen in in waves, but I think it'll it'll come over time uh, to where the adoption will increase at the national level, and that will stabilize anything related to the technology. So that is my personal belief as it relates to crypto, is that it will grow over time, and adoption for the early investors will drive more adoption. And as it grows, it will also stabilize. So that's where I am. That's why I do what I do. And that's my belief. And that's, you know, that's the Rust, that's the Rust crypto way. And and I said it, it's yeah. on record now.
1: Yeah. I, I well, don't even think I, it's that hot
2: of a take. I think
1: it's, no, that's it's like not. a principle. I think you're shot on. I think yeah, it, I just on well. <laughs> well. So what makes it yeah, a little bit more interesting is that in the way you do it will probably work itself out, right? You know, you're, you're buying a lot of different things and you're, you're going to see how it all settles, but there, there are going to be coins and projects that die. In, in this settling because <clears throat> you're not so. going to see you're not going to see mass adoption of 20 no, there has to be. Yeah. thousand different currencies. So uh, whether that means Bitcoin wins because it's top of mind today or not, you know, who knows. But there is still even in the buy and hold, there's still some risk in stuff going to zero or at least diminishing in value considerably and just being a bad bet. But that's like we've talked about a thousand times, if you're going to throw money at this, recognize that the technology is going to mean that it gets adopted over the long run, right? There are things that blockchains, whether it's proof of work, proof of stake, some other validation and secure, you know, methodology, right. That bring, they're bringing something to the table that changes the way people can and will do finance and transactions and settlement. So, it's going to have a future unless it's regulated to all bejesus and back, which is even then somewhat unlikely, right? But um, yeah, I, I think there will be winners, there will be losers, but in general, crypto is here to stay. Can,
0: can I can I go back and challenge Kelsey a little bit because he okay. has a very smart mind, and I I would say that that was this is one of the most interesting things about this year with crypto is you have people that say that it's a scam and refuse to talk about it. And that's where my challenge would be, if you think it's a scam, then talk about it. And the people that you that trust you will now have a have an opinion that they can take into account. Do you know what I mean? Like if 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 Kelsey thinks that it is literally just a religion and there is no useful technology in it at all, then I would love for him to expound on the idea because I would love to be educated in that direction. So I'm going to take the other
2: side of this, um, and I don't know Kelsey personally. I've interacted with him like twice on Twitter, and I've listened to a lot of his talks because Kubernetes, right? The, <clears throat> my opinion of his pullback, which I have formed in the last like 10 minutes, is he is a extremely public figure in our world, right? He's a incredibly well-known. And people hang on every word that he says that that work in our space. I believe that his pointing towards the cult-like fanaticism that happens within the crypto realm, which we can all agree certainly exists, just like it exists in other places, is just something that he doesn't want to be pegged as a part of, even if he may potentially still own crypto or mine it or whatever. I don't know his situation with it, but he didn't say necessarily that he's selling it all or whatever else. If he owns any, I don't know if he does. He may just not want to be voicing and and joining the conversation around crypto in order to avoid as a very public figure being pegged as someone who is, you know, a crypto fanatic or whatever it might be. And, And maybe it's easy for people to be pegged that way. I think even, you know, the three of us are probably pegged that way. And I don't think I would peg the three of us knowing we all know what each other are doing pretty well in this space. I don't think that I would put any of the three of us as crazy fanatics as it comes to it, especially with our philosophies about the way we sort of approach the the space. So, but I think other people would, and, and that's fine. And I think I'm comfortable with that, but I am not nearly as impactful on, you know, whatever it might be either the the greater industry or, or even my company as a public figure as he is. And I have a feeling he's trying to protect that side of it. That's my own personal yeah, take fair. is that he's trying that's to fair. do that. It obviously could be wrong, but that's my thought.
0: That's fair. Uh, my only point is you disagree with something. Don't just not talk about it because you disagree with it, but I, I totally get your, your take too. Like you don't want to, you don't want to add to the noise. You don't want to add to the show or whatever. Call it out. I mean, if something is if something is crap, then call it out. That's what I'd yeah. say. For sure. So and be vocal about it. You know, and and stand on it, prove it out. All right, cool. That's probably enough Very for today. Crunchy. What do y'all think?
1: Ooh, wait, no. There's one other thing, and it okay. it'll tie it up a little bit, uh, and it doesn't need to take a lot. Um, apparently, Amazon announced new uh, Fire TV TVs. Which actually are very inexpensive, I feel, but it's been a long time since I looked at new TV costs, um, and a new Fire TV Stick 4K Max, they're calling it, which is a uh, more powerful. It's got updated uh, silicon in it. Um, they're saying it's going to be good for the Luna stuff in particular. Um, and the only reason I bring that up is that I went and I was checking it out because I'm I'm a big Fire TV user. My that's what my family uses to stream all the stuff. Um, they, they literally have a climate pledge friendly link in the page. So the Amazon, you know, shopping page for the fire TV, which I giggled about because it's something that's front and center, uh you know, kind of in the face of what we were talking about with Facebook. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen anything like that with Facebook, um, but there you have it on, uh, on Amazon and let's see what it, what it actually means. So that quote climate pledge, Pledge friendly uses sustainable certifications to highlight products that support our commitment to help preserve the natural world. And then it says time is fleeting. Learn more. Uh product certification is reducing CO2. Products reduce their carbon footprint year after year, certified by the Carbon Trust. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Sweet. Wasn't that on it- when we talked about the Amazon TV? Or maybe it was just me and Russ. Uh, no, I may have missed that one. I missed a few. Uh,
2: I think, yeah, we were talking about at the time, I think what I had pointed out then was that I was disappointed that it wasn't an Amazon TV service, which is the way that yeah. I read
0: it. Mm. Um, but they do have but, a uh, service, they've got Prime. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, they, they do. I, just, I, I was sort of expecting a YouTube TV competitor, but I think mm-hmm. our take at the time was that we thought it was going to be a cheaper TV competitor in this yes. space. I haven't looked at the prices of it, but it sounds to me like Tyler, you are confirming what we maybe thought that it was going to. You know, the space that it was going to play in. The, I'm yeah, very interested it, to see reviews of it come out and see how. how me good too. This.
1: Yeah, because I, I want to yeah, see, we see it. I, through, uh, I wouldn't be opposed to that, but I tend to like the, like the device plug into anything sort of so, way so of doing do this. Yeah. But but they're like for instance I think the the higher end and this is before it's released so it's pre-order now and before you know, Amazon often does discounts things prime day stuff like that the the 75 inch version of the TV which as far as I can tell is the most premium that they have is uh 1050 which is uh, I feel not wow. that high for a 75 inch no. TV. Well it that's what we are we didn't know any pricing
0: yeah, agreed. We didn't know any pricing, but we were talking about the brands that it would be going after, uh, yeah. like the the Vizios and right. um, the TCGs uh, or whatever that one is. TCL. Yep. TCL. Yeah, thank you. TCL.
1: Yeah, yeah anyways, okay. uh, I think uh, it'll be interesting to see. I'm, I'm eager to see what performance looks like. That's always the problem with a lot of those TVs that and the interface can be a complete nightmare. Uh, it looks like it doesn't have a lot of uh, input options, but that doesn't matter. Well, doesn't matter for me because i i still use receivers as the way of aggregating various inputs but um you know voice activated they look like they're ultra high definition televisions as long as you know the the tech specs sort of check all those boxes i could see a lot of people doing that um and obviously amazon as they usually do will incentivize the bejesus out of it so oh yeah Faux show. okay always fun happy friday Happy Friday. That brings another Tech Breakfast podcast to a close. Thanks for listening, everybody. Had a blast. Russ, super glad you joined us today. We were on the edge of our seat there. wasn't, Weren't sure you were going to make it. But it's Friday, it which means have a wonderful weekend. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Share with your friends. Have a good one, folks. Take it easy, and we'll talk to you next week. Later.